Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Scott's Sports Podcast, brought to you through the airwaves of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, or whatever other tool you use to listen to podcasts, but I'm just here to tell you, we got a jam-packed show here today. We're going to deep dive into the NFL draft coming up this Thursday. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, and then we're going to briefly describe on how I told all of you that Cody Bellinger is going to be the most valuable player in MLB. That much and more coming up on this week's edition of Scott's Sports Podcast. Alright, so here we go. We're going to first dive into our shortest discussion of the day. We're going to talk about the MLB just briefly here. Um, first of all, first thing that comes to my mind when I think of the MLB, how about the Yankees? 13 players on the injured list. Their newest addition, Aaron Judge, going on the injured list with, uh, I believe it's a right oblique strain or right oblique injury, um, if I'm remembering correctly. A big blow for them. I know, um, can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure I do have them in the World Series in my predictions to go up against the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers are holding up their end, you know, top uh, two or three record in the league, um, um, in the MLB. Um, Yankees aren't holding up their end, though. That is largely due to the fact, though, due to 13 players being on the injured list. And it's not just, like, 13 players, like, that they're scrubs. They got some good players on there. Stanton, they got Judge on there. Um, on there? Sanchez is on there. Uh, I believe Severino's on there. Uh, you know, they got they just got a bunch of guys banged up, and it's a banged up locker room for Aaron Boone in his second year on the job. And you know, I think um, I think Didi Gregorius, I believe he came back. Um, I think one other player came back. I'm not 100% sure. I did hear, though, that Sanchez is making a minor league start in a rehab assignment um, down with their AA or AAA affiliate. So he sounds like he's on the way back. Um, but, I mean, just a big blow. I heard it could be at six to eight weeks at least for Aaron Judge's injury. That's a huge blow. Um you know, injury-ridden, um, but, you know, I still feel like they're a solid enough team that I think they'll get it together, you know, once they get all the injuries back, you know, they have too much firepower, I think, that they'll get it together, but I don't think it'll happen till they get everyone back, which, till they get everyone back and clicking in the same, uh, moving in the same direction, I think that'll probably be around the all-star break, um, you know, unfortunately for them, so it'll be a slow start, so, I think for them going for the number one seed in the AL or at least winning their division maybe might not happen, 
but you know Boston got off to a horrible start as well so and I picked them as their biggest challengers you know with Boston being the defending champs um but you never know it's a struggling division obviously because Baltimore's in there Toronto's been doing all right but you know we'll see we'll we'll see what happens but I have a feeling they'll start kicking it in when we hit to the latter part of July and get into the dog days of August I think they'll just be picking it up because those guys will be you know fresher because they'll just be you know coming back and really clicking together after that all-star break and I know it's crazy that we're looking ahead to the all-star break kind of right now but just referring to the Yankees and their whole injury situation I think that that will probably be the case um okay so now we're gonna move into something that has to do with my predictions from the beginning of the year for Major League Baseball and I'm not talking about the records or anything because it's still too early to start saying, oh, this team's a contender, this team is not, you know. We're still barely a month into the season. But I'm going to tell you guys something, all right? Did I not tell all of you guys Cody Bellinger is going to win MVP in Major League Baseball? I mean, let's just look at his numbers. Leads the league in batting average at a 424 clip. He is second in home runs behind only the reigning MVP Christian Yelich. He has 11 on the year. And Bellinger um, and Yelich has 13. RBI second again to Christian Yelich. He has 28. Yelich has 31. Um, you know, he's just having an amazing year and, you know, I'm telling you, he's going to win MVP. I think Yelich is going to have a monster year. I think they're both going to have monster years and I think it'll come down to them too to get the votes. But I think that Bellinger will pull it out. like I predicted at the beginning of the year, but I just wanted to talk about this man because every time, you know, I got a follow the other day on Twitter. Um, well, actually, it was probably a couple weeks ago, towards the end of the season. It's probably like two or three weeks ago now from a Twitter page that said, did Bellinger Homer? There's a whole Twitter page, did Bellinger Homer today. That's how hot this guy is. He has 11 home runs in 23 games played, 85 at-bats. He scored 26 runs, two doubles, a triple, 13 walks. He has only struck out 12 times. Um, he's stolen four bases, although he is has been caught stealing three times. He has a on-base percentage of 500. A on-base percentage of 500 up there with the tops in the league. Slugging percentage leads the league at 882. Uh, leads the league in OPS at 1.382. So he's having a monster year. I believe he'll continue. The Dodgers are rolling. They got up to a really hot start. They let a couple games go uh, last week, week and a half. But they've since turned it around. 
you know, they're in the driver's seat. Um, you know, it's still early. Like I said in the last, you know, partial segment, it's too early to say who's a contender, who's not. But Dodgers looking to get to the World Series for the third straight year and third time's the charm, right? So, now, going to segue into the second part of this podcast and talk briefly about the NBA playoffs. Um, you know, as I'm doing this, um, you know, the games that are supposed to be going on today have not played yet, but let's just start in the East and then we'll work our way over to the West. Um, let's talk about the one verse eight, Milwaukee versus Detroit. I mean, like I've been saying, I've been saying ever since Detroit clinched that playoff spot the last day of the season it's hmm, it's an accomplishment to make the playoffs because Detroit didn't make the playoffs in three years but in reality they they got into the playoffs but they didn't like I don't want to say they didn't deserve to be there but they were clearly the worst team in the field clearly the worst obviously the worst team in the east and clearly would have been the absolute worst team in the West, and I think it would have been an even worse bludgeoning if they would have had to play Golden State if they were in the West than, um, you know, what happened with Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee went in there, handled their business, got the sweep to advance to the second round. Giannis was incredible. Wasn't really much. Blake Griffin missed the first two games of the series. I think that really got Detroit off to a bad start in the first place. Um, you know, and it was just hard to recover from that, even though they had games three and four at home in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena. It's just hard. It's just hard to overcome the MVP of the league um, and Giannis. Um, you know, they had the lead for a good chunk of the game in um, game four, but they couldn't. Um, pull it out um and it wasn't surprise me i i said that it will probably be a sweep if if they got a game i thought it might be game three um i didn't see them getting game four especially if they were up three nothing uh in milwaukee but you know so milwaukee moves on proves how dominant they are and so we'll move to the second uh, matchup in the top tier bracket of the East. It was Boston versus Indiana. Uh, Boston handled them four nothing sweep. Um, it wasn't wasn't really a surprise to many people considering Victor Oladipo's injury earlier in the season. Pacers haven't been a little undermanned, but you know they gave it a good fight. Uh, I think it was two of the games were within 10 points. So, you know, they were there. They had a chance to win uh, one or two of those games. But uh, Kyrie Irving was having uh, had an amazing first round. Um, you know, some other guys stepped up for them. And Gordon Hayward sort of back to playing like himself.
Yeah, Gordon Hayward playing back, uh, playing sort of like himself again. Kyrie had an amazing first round. So they move on, and they'll face the Bucks in the second round. Um, series, um, Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Um, that series is currently 3-1. Um, I feel that the Sixers will more than likely close it out in Game 5. Uh, there was that big scuffle last game. You know, Jared Dudley kind of been going at, you know, Ben Simmons. Um, I think it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous, um, that whole situation. Um, you know, Ben Simmons responded after Jared Dudley trash-talking him after game two. Um, you know, and that, that uh, picture of the call if found uh Kendall Jenner you know Ben Simmons sign talking about Ben Simmons jump shot you know that was pretty funny but you know then he comes out and think he almost had a triple double that game I mean he he dominated I think he was 30 plus points uh they're up 3-1 I think you know Brooklyn's an upstart team you know I think they're maybe another piece another year away from you know, getting into that top five to four in the East. Uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Russell, Spencer, Dinwiddie. Um, you know, they got some guys on that team that can ball. Um, you know, I, f- I feel they're another wing away from competing. If they swap out Damari Carroll and can maybe sign a big-time free agent or maybe not even big-time, just an upgrade from Damari Carroll and – you know, upgrade at uh, power forward, shooting guard. You know, one of those, I think they can compete in the East and make a, a little run next year, maybe to second round, maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. But as of right now, I think their season will end um, in Game 5, which I believe is tonight. Game 5 is tonight, yes. Um. So then we'll look at the other series right there. Toronto, Orlando. Uh, they play tonight as well um, in Toronto. I believe that uh, Toronto will. They're playing in Toronto. I think they'll sort of blow them out of the building almost. Um, you know, I think Tor- Toronto's really good. They've proven a lot to me. They've proven a lot to me this first round. Kawhi step up. Pascal Siakam. You know, Kyle Lowry after being non-existent in the first game comes out the second game and you know ever since then he's you know been all right if he can if he can avoid that playoff you know meltdown that he's had the last couple seasons I could see them going to the finals I really could but I do think um I think they'll meet up with Milwaukee in the conference finals um I think Toronto actually has a chance as long if Kyle Lowry doesn't choke I'll I'll leave it at this if Kyle Lowry doesn't choke and they're able to compete um then I believe that they will get to the NBA finals just due to Milwaukee's inexperience they have the MVP in Giannis uh Eric Bledsoe is really good you know Brooke Lopez has been playing well but I feel that Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, you know, Marcus All, they just got a lot of guys that they can throw at you. Think they might be a little 
deep. You know, Milwaukee's got Chris Middleton as well. You know, can uh, kill you with the corner three. But um, I think that Toronto will come out of the East over there, and that's what I've seen so far uh, from till this point in the playoffs. That's what my conclusion, and that's what I have seen so far. Um, we'll move over to the West now. I'll start at the bottom and then move up to Golden State. Um, Denver, San Antonio. It's turning into a really, really good series. It's tied 2-2 right now. Um, it's, man, I really, I would love to see Denver uh, lose first round. But um, just because I think they're inexperienced, I wouldn't say I would love to see that. You know, I got to show my boy Gary Harris some love. But, you know, Bryn Forbes on San Antonio too. So, yeah, Spartan Dogs on both sides. But. Um, I just think Denver's really inexperienced. I think San Antonio is probably the worst matchup that they could have gotten. If they would have got the Clippers, I think they probably would have won 4-1, 4-2. But I think the series is going seven games. And the only thing I'm scared about is that game seven will be in Denver. So I think right now I would have to give Denver the slight edge just because they would have game seven at home. However... This is going to be a heck of a series going the rest of the way. You know, tied up 2-2. Uh, this is probably this is the most entertaining series that we have so far in the playoffs. Everyone else was either a sweep or they're up 3-1 right now. So that's this has turned out to be the most entertaining series uh, to date in the playoffs uh, for this year, 2019. Um, you know, but just because Game 7 would be at home if it gets to that point I think Denver I think Denver would win but I will throw a wrench in there and say if San Antonio if San Antonio can pull out the win in game five which is tonight if they if San Antonio can win tonight in Denver in game in game five they'll win the series in six I think San Antonio will win at home if they win tonight. Now we'll move up to Portland and Oklahoma City. You know, I've said it for a long time. I said it right after KD left to come over to us in Golden State. And I still believe it, especially after his MVP season. I said it throughout. When he got ousted in the first round that year, I said, he will never win a championship. And that, to me, still stands true today. Russell Westbrook is the guy who I think the narrative with him at the end of his career will be, yeah, you know, averaged a triple-double, you know, four or five seasons uh took home one or two mvps you know he's already got one right now but you know had some success early as a team wise when katie and james harden were still on the team made it to the nba finals made it back to the conference finals um in 2016 uh but then katie left and he never made it back to a conference finals again. Never won a championship. Uh, you know, never made it past the second round again. I wouldn't be surprised if they never 
wouldn't make it past the first round again with Russell Westbrook at the helm in controls for Oklahoma City. I think eventually, though, down the road, I think they'll get to a second round, but I don't see them going to a conference finals again. I just really don't. You know, I I don't know. At, at least why Russell Westbrook's there, I don't know. I don't see it. I, I could be wrong. You know, I'm not saying, especially if we're hoping and praying KD stays in Golden State, you know, if they turn it around one year and they get the one or two seed, we get the one or two seed, and, you know, we beat up in the Western Conference Finals, that would be a heck of a series. Uh, you know, with all the history, everything, that would be a heck of a series. I would love to see that, but, uh, you know, a rematch of the Warriors 3-1 comeback, um, you know, and really the series that uh, right after that last game, you know, the next game KD played was in a Warriors uniform. But we'll get to the series. Dame and CJ have been amazing, you know. They're one star down without Yusuf Nurkic, but... You know, they're still playing. Damon, CJ are playing inspired basketball. They're going to the conference finals, in my opinion. They're going to be they're gonna be waiting in the conference finals for whoever comes out of the top of the West. Um, you know, I think they'll probably finish it out in five. I could see it going six, but them winning on the road. I can see I don't see this series going seven. It'll either end game five or it'll end uh, game six. Uh, personally... Portland moving on to the next round. Houston, Utah. You know, Utah did Golden State a big favor by extending the series to a fifth game. You know, as long as Golden State can handle their business and close it out, then uh, um, assuming the Rockets will close it out at home, then, uh, you know, we each have the same amount of rest days off. Both game, both of these games will be played on Wednesday um, I think Houston will probably close it out in Game Five, and I also think that Golden State will avenge their Game Two thirty-one-point uh, collapse at home versus the Clippers. I think they'll avenge that in Game Three on Wednesday in advance to the second round Western Conference semifinals to play play the Houston Rockets. I believe they said the earliest it would start is Sunday, so I could see that. You know that that'll be an epic series. I believe it'll go six or seven again. Um, I think the Warriors will come out, you know, obviously, but man, that's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough series. You know, it's going to be tough. Like this might be the toughest road that the Warriors have to get to the finals. You know, I'm hoping they're not down three, two, like they were last year to Houston, you know, don't want to be put in that situation, but I think this will be the toughest road, whether we get down in the ser- a series or not. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. This is going to be a tough road. I think Golden State will pull it out, though. I still think at the end, I still think Golden State will win it. Uh, you know, win the West, uh, win the title, um, probably against Toronto, in my opinion. But, yeah, so that's that's just my observations from the 2019 playoffs so far. Um uh, a lot of action going on tonight, actually. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think about the NBA playoffs so far. Now, with the NFL draft coming on Thursday, um, I'm just going to sort of get into a, a little deep dive of, you know, my 2019 mock draft um, for the NFL. Uh, draft coming up on Thursday night, 8 p.m., I believe it is. 
However, I'll be in Avengers Endgame at 8 o'clock, so I'll miss probably the first hour or so of it because it's a three-hour movie. I see it at 5 o'clock, um, which that's another level of excitement. I'll be dropping a YouTube video tomorrow about Avengers Endgame, so go ahead and check that out on Twitter. Just look me up, Scott Troop, Scott Troop Blogs. Just look it up. Uh, you can find me. Um, yeah, yeah, just go watch it. Super excited for that. Um, but we're going to get into the mock draft real quick. Some of these some of these picks I'll deep dive a little bit into, but most of them I'll kind of just rapid fire as we go through. Um, I'll also be posting this on my Twitter page so you guys can see what I think will happen this year's draft. Um, and you guys can follow along as you're listening as well. So... So, pick number one, Arizona. This has got to be Kyler Murray. I know there's a lot of smoke screens and, you know, stuff that different GMs are saying right now. This is a no-brainer. Kyler Murray has the most potential and, in my opinion, is the best player in this draft. You have to pick him. If you have the number one pick and, let's say, you don't already have a starting caliber. not, not I don't even want to say starting caliber. If you don't have a Pro Bowl quarterback and a future quarterback that you are already committed to, you make this pick. No one knows about Josh Rosen. Rosen, If you can trade him for like a second rounder, third, fourth rounder, like if you can get a package of, you know, two or three of those, you know, I do that. And you take Kyler Murray and then you get some other help in the second and third round. You know, NFL drafts are really deep. You can find players uh, second, third round, late rounds, you know, in my opinion, this is a no-brainer. It's Kyler Murray, the best player in the draft. You take him number one, go into Arizona. Number two, the 49ers, you take the second-best player. I mean, it's really – I mean, if you're in the top two, you know, four or five positions, there's – yeah, I would say at least the top two, two or three, four. Um, You know, I'll just say top five, okay? Top five. There's – you probably can upgrade at a lot of positions. So you just take the best player available. It's not – you obviously have to worry about fit and, you know, what you really see in him, what your scouts really think of him, what your coach thinks of him, what you can – coach thinks you can get out of him and different stuff like that. But you take the second best player in the draft, Nick Bosa, done. First two picks should be a certain lot. Number three, the third pick with the Jets is where it could get a little interesting in this, you know, draft. I think the top two – will be solidified um you know kyler murray nick bosa that those are for two of the one and two best two players in the draft and it needs to be that's how it needs to be taken that's how they need to go um after that it can get a little dicey though you know especially when you think about trades you know someone could trade up to number one and get kyler murray if arizona really believes in them and they can get you know say three other first round picks or uh, two first and a second. Um, might be talking about the Oakland Raiders. You know, there's some talk that you can look into if you want to, or don't. That John Gruden really loves Kyler Murray, but there's also talk that Cliff Kingsbury obviously loves Kyler Murray. Uh, five year, seven year recruitment, whatever the heck it is now, of Kyler Murray from Texas A&M, Texas Tech. You know, 
Oklahoma and coming for a circle with Arizona seems perfect. So Arizona don't mess it up and take him number one. That's my opinion, but obviously you look from a longevity, not a longevity, that's a bad word, but um, from a business side of it, if you can get, you know, cu- couple first round picks and a second round pick for that number one pick and you can maybe get someone who you rank just as well or right below it and you can get two players that you rank really good instead of one player that you rank amazingly good then you maybe think about it but Kyler Murray is a franchise I know I keep talking about it but he is a franchise changing franchise defining quarterback franchise defining player you take him number one if you have that number one pick and you don't look back you build that team around him but the Jets number three anyway back to the mock draft um Jets Josh Allen I got him going number three edge rusher out of Kentucky um seems like a decent fit you know keep building around Sam Darnold and what they already have going there and now they got Le'Veon Bell so they could be an interesting team this year. Raiders are the most interesting first-round team, actually, because they have three first-round picks. Um, you know, <laughs> it's uh, wow. It's I just can't believe they still have three. That they have three first-round picks. Um. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, sorry, I got a little distracted there. Um, but number four, Raiders, I got Quinton Williams from Alabama going there, defensive tackle. Buccaneers at five, I got Devin White. Giants at six, this is a no-brainer for me as well. Take Dwayne Haskins, call it a day. You take Dwayne Haskins at six. You need a quarterback. Eli's on his way out. Have him sit a year behind Eli. Eli right off into the sunset, and Dwayne Haskins takes over as the signal caller for the New York Giants. Him and Saquon Barkley, that would be scary. Uh, seven Jaguars. This is kind of a surprise one. I got Drew Locke going there, uh, quarterback. Got them getting a quarterback. Lions, I got taken defensive tackle Ed Oliver. Bills, offensive tackle Jawan Taylor. Broncos going with tight end TJ Hotchkinson. Sorry, totally butchered that guy's name. Bengals, I got them taking Rashawn Gary, defensive tackle. Panthers, got them taking a tight end and Noah Fant. Uh, help out Aaron Rodgers over there. Dolphins, got taken edge rusher Brian Burns. Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle from Clemson, reigning national champion. Uh, got going to the Falcons. Uh, Redskins, I got also taking a quarterback. Daniel Jones, three quarterbacks. I got three quarterbacks going the first round. That would be the last one going at 15. And Kyler Murray, or wait, no, four. Four, I can count. Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, and Daniel Jones. Four first round quarterback picks going to the Redskins at number 15, Daniel Jones. Panthers, I got taken Cody Ford offensive line, which would be huge. Because Carolina, we need an offensive lineman. He's the best offensive lineman in the draft, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that's where I got him going. Number 16 to the Carolina Panthers. New York Giants, their second pick here. A lot of people think they might go with the quarterback here. I think all the quarterbacks will be off the board by here. 
Um, you know, it's kind of a trend that you see. So I got them taking a tackle. Jonah Williams helped that offensive line, helped Dwayne Haskins, Saquon Barkley. You know, they haven't had an offensive line in years, you know. That's why Eli Manning is always so beat up, always so afraid to get hit. Vikings, I got them taking offensive lineman Chris Lindstrom. Titans, I got them going with DeAndre Baker, cornerback. Steelers going with Brian Murphy. Seahawks, Kellen Farrell, defensive end. Ravens, I got taking Marquise Hollywood Brown, helping out Lamar Jackson there. That would be an explosive offense. Texans going with Garrett Bradbury. Raiders taking Greedy Williams with their second first round pick. Jonathan Avon, uh, sorry, Jonathan Abram going 25th. Colts taking Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle at 26. Um, 27, Oakland. I got them. And sorry, the 25th pick was for the Eagles. But back to business. Uh, 27th pick, I got Oakland getting the, themselves a running game and the best running back in the draft and Josh Jacobs. Um, if they don't get a running back early, go with LJ Scott late. You know, that's why I'm hearing that LJ might be a late-round pick. Uh, you know, I think that would be a steal for any team. When healthy, he is one of the be- was one of the best rushers in college football. So, has a lot of Le'Veon Bell in him. Take him. You see what happens with running backs that come out of Michigan State. Le'Veon, Jeremy Langford. Just take him. If you have the chance. 28 Jaguars going with Jerry Tillery, defensive tackle. Seahawks, I got them taking Justin Lane, bolstering. They're already great cornerbacks uh, there. Um, you know, first Michigan State player getting taken. Uh, you know, Kari Willis, I think, will probably go in the second to early third round. LJ Scott and Felton Davis, I'm hearing because of their injuries, probably a later round pick. Um, but I do think both of them will be drafted. Packers, I got going with Dalton Reisner, offensive lineman. Rams got taken defensive tackle. Jeffrey Simmons helped bolster that off defensive tackle. Um, defensive line with um, Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue. And, you know, that defense with Mark Barron and, you know, a bunch of guys on that defense. Patriots, I got them taking Devin Bush, but, um, yeah. Yeah, that's Patriots, and it's a Michigan. So we don't really care, but, yep, so that's, yep, that's what, uh, that's what I believe. That's my 2019 NFL mock draft. Um, yeah, so we'll see if I'm right. Uh, I'll be checking throughout, well, after Avengers Endgame. Go check out my latest vlog on my YouTube, and then also I'll be posting a brand new Avengers Endgame vlog video tomorrow um, talking about Avengers Endgame before it's released no spoilers obviously because I haven't seen it um yeah so yep well thank you guys for listening so much um like I said go check out my vlogs go follow me on Twitter Instagram, Scott Troop 16, S Troop 97 on Instagram. Um, but thank you guys for listening, and 
I will see you guys next time through the airwaves. Bye.